Hi there. My name is Amanda Poole Walsh, and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'm Donna Woodwell, Astrology Hub Senior Editor and Master Astrologer. And we are here for your weekly forecast beginning the week of May 13th. All right, Donna, I know it's a big one. We've been talking about this for a while. Tell us what the theme is. Let's start there. I, you know, I mean, I can't resist. I'm just going to call this week the Game of Thrones. Not for the finale of the TV show this week, but for the double entendre of it. That's because Christian mysticism, thrones are kind of angelic beings. Specifically, they are celestial beings who carry around the throne of God and are thus symbols of his authority on earth. And the planets, too, are celestial beings. And they're certainly playing some kind of big game this week, shifting from one of the best days of the year so far to foreshadowing some of the most difficult ones soon to come. So there's a lot of stuff being revealed right now, and I think many folks may even feel different in their own skin by week's end. Oh my gosh, that's like so ominous. <laughs> okay, but here we go. We know that things aren't happening to us, right, everybody? Just a reminder, things are happening for us. So let's dive in and hear more of what you have to say, and then we'll, we'll explore how we can work with this energy. Okay, so Monday. Don't be surprised if you hear a few folks humming, let's go fly a kite to themselves, because in a way, astrology is like a cosmic kaleidoscope, endlessly spinning, beautiful, ever-changing forms. Well, on Monday, one of astrology's most fortunate alignments is shaping up. The moon's in Virgo, and it's harmonizing with the sun and moon in Taurus, as well as Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, forming what astrologers call a grand earth trine. Now, grand earth trines is a really easy flow of energy between all earthly things. So it shows up in the world when you know people have a lot of financial success, a lot of personal success on the physical realm. Mostly, people feel really happy when there's a grand earth trine. But even better, the moon is opposing Neptune, which normally would make us all foggy and sort of overly intuitive in a way that makes us hard to get through a day. But with all the earth balancing its out, it gives us an incredible sense of lift. And you put Neptune in the mix, and the whole configuration is what astrologers call a kite. Hence the humming, let's go fly a kite. So think for a moment about what a kite actually is. It soars so high because it's anchored to the ground. Cut the string, and it would just flop around in the wind for a while and then come crashing down. And that's exactly what this day is here to help us understand. To soar to our own heights, we require, we require that creative tension of being tethered to the ground. It's by embracing this earthiness, this precious present moment in which we find ourselves that we can truly co-create our reality. Because, you know, without the string, all of our dreams are just harmless fantasies tossed around by the wind. You know, Amanda, we've been doing this podcast for about six months now, and I think this is the most auspicious day we've had so far, especially if we're looking at the world from the point of view of Saturn and Capricorn. In fact, I go so far as to say this is one of the lessons of his entire two-and-a-half-year sojourn in Capricorn that he has to teach us, all wrapped up in a single day. So what shall we do with it? Mm. 
I really love this visual. I, as I'm, I'm closing my eyes as you're speaking because I'm just seeing so much of the visual. Of, and I see like a little girl flying a kite. The little girl's wearing a hat. The kite is beautiful and soaring in the air. And I love what you're pointing out here about that creative tension that like the kite can only soar and be beautiful through the sky because it's tethered. And so many times I think that we, especially those of us who are, you know, inclined towards spiritual things or mystical things, it's, it's, we can kind of poo poo the earthly part because it's like, it's not as like uh, exciting. I don't know. It's not as thrilling. It's not as invigorating. And at the same time, I love this because it's, it's really just reminding us that we need both. Both have value and actually both working together in harmony enable us, you know, both the earthly aspects, this human part, you know, the real physical part, plus that spiritual part coming together. That's where there's so, so much beauty. And if you think about it, it's probably one of the main reasons we chose to incarnate. It's like we could stay in spirit form. We could just be spirits or we can come into this earthly realm and experience that creative tension. And so that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking, keeping that visual of that beauty of the kite and the line that holds it to the earth and how thrilling it feels to kind of harness the wind and harness those elements around you to create a beautiful experience on the earth. That's what I'm thinking. It's the amazing thing about astrology. We get lots of chances to change our way of thinking about things thanks to the intercession of planets. These patterns that they create for us help us see things differently and amazing ways. All right. So we start off the week with that, but you've already given us a clue into what happens next. No, no, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. <laughs> At least a cherry on top for Monday is on Tuesday morning. There's a sweet kiss between lovely Venus and passionate Mars in the early hours of Tuesday that may inspire some folks to snuggle up with their honey in those early morning hours. So that should certainly send a few folks to work with a special twinkle in their eye. Any small frustrations midday will pass soon enough. By the afternoon, the moon slips into Libra. So just shake hands, move on, and enjoy the rest of the day. Now, we're playing some musical chairs in our garden party on Wednesday. The empress herself arrives as Venus saunters into Taurus, her very own earthly garden of delights. And now we have three planets in their own signs. Next week, we'll have four. Remember, Saturn's holding down the fort in Capricorn. Jupiter's up there in his Sagittarian watchtower. So like that cosmic game of thrones, planets in their own domains expect things to be their way. Saturn in Capricorn wants us to appreciate structure and the step-by-step -step process. So he's asking, can you embrace things that are real and solid without going overboard and believing that if you can't see it, it's not real? or only things that you can kick are what matter in the world. Jupiter in Sagittarius wants to inspire us to look beyond the river bend. There's a big world out there full of diverse possibilities. But can you trust it enough to open up your mind to the possibility without falling into the trap that what you discover is the only truth there is to be had? And now Venus is adding her wisdom to the mix. Slow down. Be still. In its smallest moments, life is sweet and rich. So can you take pleasure in her sensual, earthly power without using that power to manipulate other people and coveting what they have? Because you can't see the riches all around you that are already sustaining you. That's an 
awful lot of lessons at once, but also a lot of clarity. So things that you've been struggling with may start snapping into a whole new kind of focus this week. But that's not all. What would our Game of Thrones be with at least one character sneaking out to plot and scheme? And this time around, it's Mars that takes the role as he slides into Cancer. Now, astrology says Mars falls in Cancer, which basically means that when he's in Cancer, he runs a higher risk of giving in to his own demons. At his best, Mars is courageous, he protects and defends. And his courage and fortitude in the face of danger inspires us. But in Cancer, his desire for security he may defend against enemies that aren't really there or even invent enemies just so he can go fight something. So adding fuel to this fire of Mars is that he's been out of bounds for the past few weeks. Now, out of bounds just means he's beyond the usual range that planets travel in the sky. And so he's even more willing than usual to break the rules. You know, Amanda, we don't usually talk about world events in these forecasts. But I'm actually a little concerned about how Mars and Cancer will play out on the world stage, especially in the middle of June, because of all the fractious stuff that's happening in the world right now. When we had Charles Eisenstein back on episode 22, one of the things he talked about was how we are caught between sort of the change in the stories that we're telling ourselves. We're moving from the old set of stories we tell to a whole new set of stories that we tell. And that's what these transits lining up are trying to tell us. They're calling us to question how we talk about the monsters that we create in our hero's journey. So back to our own lives, it's a good time to start asking ourselves, as I said, this theme that's been repeating last week and this week, where are we creating the monsters? And do they really exist? And how does that frame the actions that we choose to take. Mm. I always think about um, the mouse in the cartoon with the light behind him casting the big scary shadow on the wall and how so much of our fears are like that. You know, it's like you turn on the light and you see it's just a little mouse, but it feels really big when you're experiencing it because fear is pretty paralyzing. You know, it's like the other visual I always have is is like the in the matrix when the smiths, you know, they they come in and they they just like overtake someone's body and now all of a sudden that body, that person becomes a smith. It's like when fear comes in, it just like takes over and changes our the whole identity and viewpoint and it's hard to see things any other way. So I think there's, you know, I think we create monsters every day. There's fear all the time. And if you tune into the news and you tune into you know, uh, the the way that things are presented, most of the time, it is very, very fear-based because it's it's addicting. You know, fear is addicting. It gets passed from person to person to person. So I, I think this is a, a great reminder for us to be looking at where we've created monsters that, that don't exist and where we're held captive by our fear of those monsters. Yeah. And, you know, those are exactly the kind of questions that folks might find themselves wrestling with as they go to sleep on Wednesday night. Some of the tense aspects in the middle of the night might bring up some of these nightmare struggles, uh, literally, as we sleep, to help us you know, understand in visual form what they mean in our lives. So maybe keep a book around on Thursday morning to write down anything that comes up to give you clues on what kinds of monsters you're creating for yourself. And then on Thursday, we get a little bit of a break to process. The moon is void, of course, for most of the day. It's about 
uh, 11 or 12 hours. So if things have been tense, give yourself a little time to work it out, work quietly on your own projects, take a rest, or just process through things. By the evening, you might even discover that the day turned out to be far more productive than you first imagined it would be. Now, Thursday evening's an odd one for sure. If you're heading out for the evenings, keep an eye out for the unexpected and the downright weird. It's the annual meeting of Venus and Uranus coming up in just a few days. And tonight holds a little bit foreshadowing of that main event. And tonight certainly is some foreshadowing of that main event. We're going to talk about it when we get to Saturday. I'd say Friday is blessedly calm with no aspects to speak of. But that's not exactly the case. You see, the moon's in Scorpio all day. And just like Mars falls in Cancer, the moon falls in Scorpio. And any astrologer listening in already knows where this is headed. Because Mars is the moon's home, and the moon is in Mars's abode. And so what we have here is called a mutual reception. Or in this case, a mutual deception, since both of these planets are in their fall. In other words, these two planets have the potential to reinforce each other's bad behavior. Now, the moon is easily overwhelmed by the deep intensity of Scorpio. Think about that for the minute. The moon wants to be comfortable and it wants to feel safe. And Scorpio wants the depth and the, the root causes of things to get all the way to the bottom of the stuff. And the moon's like, oh, 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 please, that's, that's hard. Meanwhile, we got Mars over here that wants to go out and charge down uh, lions and slay dragons in a place where he's sort of basically said, oh, oh, I don't want to hurt you. And the two of them together can create a situation where things feel hypervigilant, and yet Mars is still looking for something to defend against, especially when the full moon comes up on Saturday. I'm afraid there may be more than just a few bar fights on Friday night. So stay safe when you go out there. That goes for things between you and your loved ones too. So take a cue from Venus and Taurus. Slow down, be in the moment, and don't let your imagination run away with you. Unless you want to actually tap into the meeting of Venus and Uranus on Saturday morning, that is. Because when the love goddess Venus meets freedom-loving Uranus, we can either embrace the words of Khalil Gibran, let there be spaces in your togetherness, and let the winds of heaven dance between you. Because the love goddess is going to need a little bit of freedom in working her magic. Or we can declare a hasta la vista baby and then throw out the baby with the bathwater. Because sometimes drastic measures are exactly what are needed to prune away relationships that aren't working anymore. Whether they be more romantic-based relationships or even family relationships. But with all the deception in the air, just make sure... You really, really mean it before you say or do things that's hard to take back. Full moon on Saturday evening is supercharged for sure. Amanda, I, this is one of those weeks where there's so much happening. I'll probably be hunting for some community support, maybe a shoulder to cry on. Can we get into the IC and, and maybe get some, get some help along the way? Mm, yeah. Uh, for those of you who are interested in learning more about this full moon energy and how to work with it and getting tools and tips for actually embodying the energy, uh, it's not too late to jump into the inner circle this week and join Amelie Grace, who we featured a few weeks ago on the podcast. 
she was talking about the gene keys. And so we've been navigating this energy all month with her and it'd be great to have you in the group as well. You can just go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle, astrologyhub.com slash inner circle and check it out. I mean, the other thing is on Thursday, we're going to be releasing a podcast episode with Cindy Sansom Braff and she is referred to as the relationship whisperer. So it sounds like there's going to be potentially some serious relationship stuff up for us this weekend. So it might be a good idea to tune into that episode and get some insight and get some perspective. She talks about soulmates and how like 45% of us are given the opportunity to experience a soulmate relationship, but how about only 1% of us actually maintain the soulmate relationship. Most of us have it, um, it drops into like a mediocre relationship or uh, even a toxic relationship. She calls it the ladder of love, but you know, we might start at a soul, soulmate level, but because of fear, because of, you know, these monsters, because of the, um, you know, because we run away from the things that come up through these kinds of connections with people, we, we, we downgrade <laughs> the level of relationship that we have. So it might be a really good idea to tune into that episode and get some, some perspective on whatever relationships you're navigating. I think it might be really, really helpful as we go into this super, super charged full moon time. Most definitely. What a gift to be able to have that you know, right before. It's almost like we used astrology to plan it. <laughs> I'd love to say that we did, but it actually um, is just happening by chance, which also I realize is, is just part of the, the cosmic curriculum as well. <laughs> okay, so Sunday, finally, we made it. The moon slid into Sagittarius. Uh, on Saturday night and doesn't make any aspects after that for nearly 30 hours. So yay, I think we could all use the break. Under the Sagittarius moon, you know, go out, take a long walk in nature, hug a tree, get some perspective. After this week, you might need some perspective. And then maybe curl up and watch the actual finale of the Game of Thrones. For heaven's sake, they certainly picked a week for it. Maybe they actually did that on purpose as well. Um, okay, so Donna, this is a really interesting week. I mean, there's a really a lot, a lot going on. Just to sum it up, in the beginning of the week, we're in that grand earth trine energy, which we, we talked about that kite imagery and that creative tension between the spiritual element of life here on earth and then the earthly element of life here on earth and how those two can really play together. We also uh, were having Mars move into Cancer. So this is the second takeaway. Mars is moving into Cancer, which is bringing into focus the monsters that we may be creating in our own lives, in our own world, and to really start to look at those and, and ask the question, like, is this real or is this me just being super fearful about something that doesn't exist? And then the third thing is Venus and Uranus. So we have this all happening around the full moon on Saturday. The weekend might bring with it a lot of tension and relationships. This might be the time to walk away, but to be really clear about where you know you may be deceiving yourself or you may be being deceived. I mean, this, this theme of, of deception is up. Is there anything else you want to offer to people to, to navigate this supercharged energy around the full moon, Donna? You know, I got to say, we've been writing this forecast for a while. This is week 20 of this year, plus all the ones last year. This is the first week that's made me tired 
just thinking back to the beginning of the script for the episode. <laughs> it's a big week. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I can imagine by the time you get to the end of this week, people are going to feel like, wow, that was a lot. And so be kind to yourself in the process. If that's you, most definitely take advantage of the really quiet day on Sunday and give yourself a break. Yeah, that was the word that was coming up for me is be compassionate with yourself. Remember that we're, we're all in the same boat together. You know, at the end of the day, there's, everyone's riding the same energy waves. And of course, it's affecting people differently, but we're in the boat together. And then also maybe prioritize your practices this week. You know, if there are things that you do that make you feel good, that make you feel centered, that make you feel grounded, that make you feel clear, prioritize those. That might be really helpful as we are um, navigating these intense energies. So awesome, everybody. Thank you so much. As I mentioned on Thursday, it's, gonna, it's, it's a super, super juicy episode, you guys. So good. Cindy Sansom-Braff is amazing. You may actually want to check out her book before that episode. It's Grant Me a Higher Love. She also has another book that she recently, uh, that came out called Why Good People Don't Leave Bad Relationships. And I haven't read that one yet. I read Grant Me a Higher Love years ago and it's, it's, it's totally stayed with me. Her explanation of soulmates and karmic contracts and the different kinds of relationships we attract into our lives and, and why sometimes they don't work out. You know, So it's really, really fascinating. She's amazing. And it sounds like the astrology is really calling for us to be exploring these kinds of topics this week. So check that out. That comes out on Thursday. And in the meantime, I want to thank you all very much for tuning into this episode, for being a part of our growing, thriving community, and for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. Are you ready to learn more about astrology, take your work with the moon cycles to the next level, and experience what it feels like to be supported by a thriving community of like-minded and like-hearted souls? then we have the place for you. Join Astrology Hub's Inner Circle, a global community dedicated to spiritual growth, lunar forecasts, and mastery classes with leading astrologers. Simply go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle to learn more and join us today. Reconnect with your childlike wonder of the universe and rediscover your place and purpose in it all. Join our inner circle today. Visit astrologyhub.com slash inner circle and get in our inner circle today. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.